Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. Today is Saturday, November the 6th, 2021. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am joined by the one and only Josh Crash Davis to talk about this NBA Saturday five-game main slate. How are you on this wonderful Friday, Saturday morning? Sorry, Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Saturday morning. Um I'm doing good. You know, last night was a little bit rough for my Bucks. They kind of ran into a buzzsaw there in the second half. So not quite sure what happened. They were they were rolling in the first half, and then they just kind of lost it. Yeah, you know, long seasons back to the 82, you know, game season. I think it's going to take everybody a while to try to keep the, you know, the consistency going. It's it's a long season. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. So I'm excited because I was able to get right at the last couple of buckets. I wanted to keep my 300 plus streak oh, yeah. going. So I'm mm -hmm. I'm in five days now of uh, keeping that number alive on on FanDuel. So that's a cool thing. We were able to cash some tickets uh, for our our members. We we had some good 50-50 uh, double ups, cash games, and even snuck in the GPP line. Uh, in some of the other contests. So hopefully yeah. we keep the streak alive today and uh, and keep it going uh, throughout the entire weekend. The, the nice thing is, you know, for me, I like lots of games. You know how it is. I'm, mm -hmm. More games, the better. But today we're dealing with that sweet spot for a lot of people, which is a, which is five games on the main slate. What do you think about the shorter slate for us here on this Saturday? Yeah, I like the I like the main slates that are shorter like this. I, I think, you know, I was talking to Andrew about this last night. I didn't play very many cash games last night because on those bigger slates, the cash line is usually so high. So it's it's been my experience that's been, you know, more difficult to cash on those kind of slates. So the smaller slates, it's usually a little bit easier um, for your cash games. Well, we're gonna dive into this sucker and try to get everybody set. So uh in fact, you got the memo. We've got the, the matching Coach Talk black yeah. shirts and gray hats today. Dirk forgot his hat. That's his <laughs> fault, but uh, we're in good shape. So what I'll do is I'll just give the lay of the land of the game, lines, injuries, a couple of statistics that we pull, pull all that together for our listeners, and uh, then let you break down the game for there, from there, and then I'll respond. Mm -hmm. um, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, please hit the thumbs up the subscribe button if you haven't already subscribed and give us a quick little comment. Enjoyed the pod, didn't enjoy the pod, whatever. Uh, just, to, you know, that really helps us grow the, in the algorithm, <clears throat> excuse me, on YouTube and, and get us there where we need to. So we would appreciate that. Mm -hmm. All right. Game one, here we go. It is a 730 game. So we have an extra 30 minutes today, Josh, to get those lineups ready. Uh, it's 7.30 Eastern. It's the Utah Jazz versus the Miami Heat. Miami is favored by four. It's a 213.5 over-under. You have an implied total for the Jazz of 104.75 and an, an implied total for Miami of 108.75. As far as the records go, Jazz at a stellar 7-1 and, and the Miami Heat 6-2. and two. So two solid teams. Two of the better teams out of the gate this season uh, facing off in Miami. As far as injuries go, it's a very, very important news uh, for Utah on two fronts, really. 
Donovan Mitchell, who's questionable. Mm -hmm. We need to see what the situation is there. This is uh, the first night of a back-to-back for Utah, so that could be part of the reason. The other thing is Royce O'Neal is questionable, and he is the quarterback of the defense for sure and would definitely get that assignment on Jimmy Butler. So those are two pieces of news that we need to know. Rudy Gay is already listed as out. We have Kyle Lowry as questionable. He tweaked his ankle in that last game. And then um, as far as uh, probable, KZ Akpala. And then out still is Oladipo and Max Struess. A uh, couple of uh, stats here, and then I'll give uh, turn it to you for the breakdown. Uh, as far as pace goes, very interesting here. Utah's 11th, so they're playing you know, better than half the league faster than mm-hmm. normal, which is very surprising. They're usually a little bit slower. Uh, and Miami down where they usually are, 27th. So they are half-court defense, grind it out, beat you up. And here's the problem I have with this game, uh, Crash. Utah's fourth in the league defensive efficiency. Miami yeah. is second. So I know we've got a great t- a game here, talented teams, but not the fastest pace and really strong defense. Does that scare you from this game? Yeah, that was the first note that I have here was about how these are the top two teams in fantasy points allowed overall. So to all positions, these are the top two teams defensively. Um, You know, and like you said, you've got Donovan Mitchell and Royce O'Neal questionable. So if they don't play, then, you know, we could be looking at this game getting out of hand a little bit. Um, Miami's been really good. Um, this year, and they definitely have the, the scorers capable of, of putting this game away if um, Utah struggles to score. So I do like, um, on the Utah side, I do like Bohan Bogdanovich. He's 5,500 on FanDuel, 5,300 on DraftKings. Miami's been a little bit weaker against the small forward and power forward positions. Um, they've allowed the fewest fantasy points to centers, so I don't want to play Rudy Gobert today. And then on the Miami side, um, Utah is 25th against power forwards. Bam Adebayo is 8,600 on FanDuel, 8,200 on DraftKings, and he averaged about 44 DraftKings points against Utah last year. Um, so those those would be the plays for me, would be Bam Adebayo for Miami and Bohan Bogdanovich for Utah, because uh, I'm not looking to get too many guys from this game. Yeah, I'm going to, you know, maybe a one-off here. I mean, we're again, we're at a five-game slate. If this was a 10-game slate, it, it could be a full pass here. But yeah. I, I think the news, it, it's all news-dependent for me. If Mitchell and O'Neal sit, uh, that opens up a lot of usage, mainly because of Mitchell. O'Neal doesn't mm-hmm. have that much usage. But what it does is it opens up the opportunity for Jordan Clarkson, I think, because at 5.6 – you know, he was in a hellacious slump there. He missed, literally missed like 23s in a row yeah. in games. But he's broken out now. He's had, you know, a little success. He's seen the ball go through. And at 5.6, you know, a lot of that usage uh, needs to go somewhere. And and that's usually where it goes uh, when when Mitchell's out. Because Conley will is a decent play, I think, at 6.6, only if Mitchell mm-hmm. sits. And I do sort of like Bogdanovich as well at 5.3. So either Conley, Bogdanovich, or Clarkson, definitely going to play one of them if Mitchell sits. I think it's a no-brainer. Um, but I'm with you. I, I don't want to go go bear against 
the good interior defense of Miami. Um, on the Miami side, Bam at eight two is is a really uh, interesting look there. I mean, Gobert mm-hmm. does stuff a lot of stuff at the a basket in the paint, but Bam's uh, mid range jumper is solid. He's yeah. so much quicker than Rudy. Uh, I think he can have a good game here. And Miami's ticked off. They they're coming off a loss where they just didn't play very well, and uh, so mm-hmm. you know. If I if I do go Bam, then I will not go Jimmy Butler. But if I don't go Bam, Butler's in play for me. I know, you know Utah's defense, etc. But he's nine five, which is a lot. Mm-hmm. But it's a five game slate, and it looks like Lowry might not play. So we need to follow that news. Because here's here's my stick with me on this because it gets confusing. So here's the way I look at it. If and it's it's interesting. But if if Butler is playing and Bam's playing, which they will. I'm mm-hmm. comfortable going with one or the other. But it all changes. If Kyle Lowry sits for me, then I'm going to forego Butler and Bam, mm-hmm. and I'm going to go to Tyler Hero. And the reason is minutes, usage, shot attempts. Yeah. And I just think it changes the dynamics there. Hero's a shooter, a score for a first guard, and he's been on fire. But when Lowry's in there, he's going to play make. He's not mm-hmm. overwhelmed. You know, he's only going to get open shots and ones that he wants. He's going to be cautious and he's going to look for Butler and Bam. So it's a news dependent game for me, Josh. Yeah, no, I I, I like it. I think that um, Jimmy Butler is definitely. I mean, he's been really been on fire lately, so definitely in play. Wish he was just like five hundred bucks cheaper, but I know. Do. All right, game two. It is, um, let's see. No, I guess we don't have the extra half an hour. That It says 7 o'clock for Sixers Bulls. So they're out of order on my sheet here on, uh, you know, uh, but there's 7 o'clock game after all. It's the Sixers and the Bulls. And yep. don't get that extra time. Uh, it's the Chicago minus 3.5, 211.5 over under, implied for Philly 104 for Chicago. 107.5. We've got um, Philadelphia. Now, wait a minute. I'm showing 8 Eastern on one site and 7 Eastern on the other. Do you have a time for Philly Chicago? What's that? Got, I'm looking it up right now. Yeah, because it has the two sites have two different times. Looks like 7 o'clock Central. So, eight so Eastern. Eight Eastern. Okay, so we do get the extra half an hour. Just one of the sites has it marked wrong. No problem. All right, so eight Eastern. Philly is seven and two. Chicago six and two. So two games in a row here to start off the main slate with really, arguably the four strongest teams out of the gate. Mm-hmm. So this will be a fun game to watch as well. Um, you've got injuries though. Green, Corkmaz questionable. Harris is out, which is big. Yeah. Joe, Riller, and Simmons. So they Philly has been banged up. Mm. And then on Chicago, Chicago side, same two guys, Kobe White, Patrick Williams out. So uh, as far as statistically, Philadelphia is the slowest team in the league, dead mm. last. So they are playing bully ball with Embiid at the rim. So that doesn't make it very comfortable for a DFS uh, right. stack here by any stretch. 
I don't recommend stacks in NBA anyway. Chicago's 21st, so not great. They're both in the top half in defense, though, Crash, so that hurts us too. Philly mm-hmm. 14th and Chicago 7th. Chicago's really uh, off to a fine start. So, again, a great game. Two early games that I want to watch. Two really good teams. But I'm not sure they're the best DFS plays. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, you know, the the one the one value play I like for Philadelphia is Thibel. Um, if um, especially if Danny Green and, and Cork Maz are out. He's forty five hundred on FanDuel, he's only thirty nine hundred on DraftKings. So that's a nice value play there under four K. And then um Joel Embiid, you know, the Bulls are pretty good against centers, they're ranked sixth. But he's 9,300 on FanDuel. He's 10-3 on DraftKings. I don't want to pay 10-3 for him. Uh, but I think it's a little bit more doable on um, on FanDuel. And um, he had about 44 uh, fantasy points against him earlier in their matchup last week. So that's a it's a decent play, um, you know, especially if those other guys are out. And the usage is going to go to Embiid. So um, you could look at Embiid and then for value, I like Thibault. And that's about it on the Philly side. Yeah. How about the Bulls? Uh, For the Bulls, my top play, one of my top plays on the whole slate is DeMar DeRozan, 8,400 on FanDuel, 8,300 on DraftKings. He had 37 points, real points, against Chicago last week. Um, He scored 30-plus points in three straight games, and Philadelphia is towards the bottom uh, statistically against shooting guards. So I do like DeMar DeRozan. For value, especially on DraftKings, he's only 3,900. I like Alex Caruso. He's been playing just under 30 minutes a game. He's averaging just under 23 uh, fantasy points a game. So like the value play there with Caruso. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Uh, for me, you know, it's I, I watched Embiid this last game. I had faded him at the last second, and I was happy. It, you know, he did fine like he normally mm-hmm. does. He just didn't look like the dominant Embiid, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you watched him play much lately? Oh yeah, he's he's like that. He'll have those dominant games and then he just kind of like it's almost like I don't know that he's not interested, but it's like he's not giving it his all, you know. I think here's my theory anyway. I think that the Simmons thing has distracted him and it's mm-hmm. agitated him. I mean, he's come out in the press a few times talking about it. Yeah. And secondly, I think he's just not 100%. I think he's a little dinged up. That's why he's been questionable some of these games. Um, you know, I, I'm i just not sold on the 10-3 Embiid. Again, mm-hmm. yeah, he can break any slate. But I just, until I see him, I want to see the Embiid that's con- the stretching out. All right. You know how the sweat just pours off his beard and yeah. he's just at the foul line constantly and hustling. He just seems like he's not pushing mm-hmm. uh, as hard as he usually does. And... I, you know, I'm just not liking it. So at 10.3, I'm going to pass on him. But yeah, super dangerous. No question about it. For sure. Um, a little concerned about all the Philly guards in the mix now. Shake Milton back with no restrictions. Maxie had a decent game, but he's been inconsistent. Mm-hmm. Curry can make five threes in like five minutes, and but then he disappears for time. So um, Korkmaz has been decent when he's in there, but he's questionable. So not really uh, excited about the the Philly side of the ball here. I mean, Tobias Harris is a big piece of this team. So when he's down, it's very tempting to yeah. want to put somebody in there, you know? Mm-hmm. And 
it may, I do want you know, it makes you want to play Embiid, but if not, do you go to one of those other guys that I mentioned? Yeah. I mean, Maxi at 5'9", to be south of 6K and be the main point guard for a team is, you know, it's interesting. And I will mm-hmm. consider it, but I'm not doing somersaults on this Philly side. Um, on the Chicago side, I'm with you. I like DeMar DeRozan. He's 8'3". He's in a zone right now. He's in a groove. Um, he's torched them last time. And, you know, I just think that that price is still considered mid-level. Yeah. Uh, I think he is a playable commodity. No interest in Vuk with Embiid playing. Um, you know, Levine's a little overpriced, and so is Lonzo Ball. So, I, you know, it's it's crazy with these two first games I love. I may only mm-hmm. come out with, like, two guys from, from yeah. these early games. Yeah, that's what led me to – you're talking about Lonzo Ball. That's what Admin, uh, led me to Alex Caruso was he's putting up not less – you know, not much less fantasy points than uh, Ball, and he's yeah. $2,000 $2, or more on DraftKings cheaper. So, Yeah. yeah. Well, it, there's three games remaining, and I my interest is definitely higher in these three games than the first two games. Not – Yeah, especially the next one. Better games. <laughs> Just better DFS plays, you know? Yeah. Yeah. All right. You ready for the next one? I'm ready. Boston Celtics, Dallas Mavericks. It's uh, This one's listed at 730 Eastern. Uh, I want to make sure that's right because it seems like they have <laughs> these times all jacked up. No, it's an 830 Eastern game. So I've I've got to adjust that on uh, – for some reason, this, this – the time is off but maybe they're already daylight savings a day early they yeah, i don't know that's wild yeah 8 30 eastern yep yep dallas minus four and a half 215 and a half over under 105.5 uh implied for boston 110 for dallas uh interesting game for sure as far as the injuries go Softy Porzingis is questionable hmm. for the rest of his career, in my opinion. Uh, Reggie Bullock, probable. Maxi Kleba out, which is really hurting the Mavericks. And then for Boston, uh, you've got Josh Richardson, uh, probable. And here's the big news, Jalen Brown out. Oh, so yeah. now usually, you know, that's the old theory that worked a lot last year when Brown's out, play Tatum. But Tatum is shooting the ball at percentages that we have not seen in a while. Mm-hmm. So before I turn it over to you, as far as from the stats side, Pace, Boston, 23rd, Dallas, 18th. So both below average. That doesn't help. And just completely mid-level uh, defense is Boston, 12, Dallas, 17. So I don't know. I mean, there's certainly some good plays here. Um but how how strong are you feeling about this game? Um, you know, it's 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 hard to say without Jalen Brown out there how it's going to go. That usage is going to go to primarily Tatum, you would think. But like you said, he's been struggling to score. Um, he had pretty good success. He played against Dallas twice last year. He averaged about forty six DraftKings points a game. But at ninety five and ninety six hundred, I'm not sure I want to go there. Um, the main play that I like for, for Boston is Al Horford. You know, he's 7,600 on FanDuel and DraftKings. Dallas has allowed the third most fantasy points to centers. And, you know, he's averaging over 40 DraftKings points a game. So 
I definitely like Al Horford. And then if you wanted to go for value at center, you could look at Robert Williams, but Horford would be my main play for Boston. And then on the Dallas side, like you said, Porzingis is questionable. Um, you know, Luca 10-2 on FanDuel, 10-7 on DraftKings. But, you know, Boston is about middle of the pack against point guards, and he averaged almost 60 DraftKings points against them in two games last year. So I do like Luca. I also like Jalen Brunson for some value, 5,200 on FanDuel, 5,600 on DraftKings. Um, if Porzingis plays, you could look at him. He's 7,000 on FanDuel, 7,500 on DraftKings. Boston is 26th against power forwards. Um, so that could be a decent play there around that mid-range. And then Dwight Powell, um, value here, 3,600 on DraftKings if Porzingis is out. But uh, really just want to look at Luka and Brunson, I think. Yeah, it's, it's a tough one. I mean, I think Luka's going to get some Marcus Smart harassment. He may even get some Jason Tatum. Um, you know, they'll switch it up on him. They also may uh, run some blitzes at him, make him give up the ball. But mm -hmm. uh, it's a tough call. For me, I'm I'm sticking with Jalen Brunson. He's 5'6". He's cheap. He's starting now. He's been productive. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's no reason to get away from him at the price he is. He's been getting to value every time. And I know, you know, you push the envelope a little bit there, but I think he's proven that he can do it. He's getting run alongside Luka now, and mm -hmm. then he still takes over some of the second unit when Luka's out. So he's a, a top priority for me. Um, you know, I'm thinking about actually a, a weird play here, but Tim Hardaway, he's a streak shooter. I think he's going to get some opportunities in this game with defensive matchup issues uh, based mm -hmm. with Schroeder or whomever they're going to have in there to guard him. So I know he's 6'3 and on DraftKings, which isn't, you know, super cheap, but I think he could be a sneaky guy to, to drop some good points today. Um, if, if he can get a few peripheries, that's the key because yeah. he, he has a tendency to become point dependent for me, uh, Josh, it's Al Horford. I just, this resurgence of his career mm -hmm. is crazy. So, uh, you know, the question is where does the usage go with Jalen Brown? Because it's a lot of shots, a lot of usage. Yeah. And I think that some of it will go to Schroeder. Some will go to smart. Uh, Tatum, it raises his bar. I think at 9-6, you know, he's going to get Dorian Finney-Smith defense, which is reasonable. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I, I'm thinking Tatum is the guy to go to here. I, You know, I, I hate to avoid taking him when, when Jalen Brown is out because he is somewhat of a one-man show at times. So yeah. I, as much as I'm tempted with the bigs, Horford or Robert Williams – uh, the problem I have with Robert Williams is he doesn't always close games and he mm. is seem to protect his minutes and that bugs me, but he is five, seven. So, you know, for yeah. me, it's probably going to be two guys from the Boston side, Tatum and either Horford or Williams. I I'm thinking I may want to save the 2000 with Robert Williams. Do you think that's a crazy mm. move? That's, that's kind of what I was looking at, you know, it just depends on how your salary um, construct your lineup constructions working for your salary, but I think that that could be a good play, um, especially if he gets more minutes, you know, than he's been getting lately. Right, right. And um, 
All right. Well, we're three down, two to go. Real quickly, we would love to have you. This the weekend's the perfect time to jump aboard. Three day pass, ten bucks. Five day pass, nineteen. Boom, you're in with us. We send you a Discord invite within minutes of you signing up. You're in our Discord. Everything goes on in there. All of our uh, lineups, everything that we go over, we give a, a really good uh, DraftKings clipboard. Uh, we also give full lineups for FanDuel and Yahoo. And just a lot of good information, a lot of good people uh, in our Discord. And certainly you want to be uh, jump in with us for all the football tomorrow. We've got uh, John Wehausen, our, our analytics director, already has all the, the pro football focus numbers up statistics and percentages and all the analytics mm -hmm. so you know and you will definitely enjoy that aspect of what we offer on the football side so uh definitely try us out dfscoachtalk.com if you're watching again on youtube thumbs up a subscribe button please hit a little comment there so that that moves us up uh on youtube also hit the little bell in the upper corner there that'll alert you when any of our podcasts post and we do seven day a week podcasts in front of the paywall for basketball we've got three for uh football and then a golf uh weekly as well so come and join us we'd love to have you a perfect time on the weekend uh to dive in all right i'm not going to let the times on this broken site here screw me up i've looked them up already and they are wrong so i'm going to make them right so we have a 10 o'clock eastern game and mm -hmm. it is uh, very interesting. It's the high number. I think it's a great game to focus on. Even though I like the last game the best, this mm -hmm. is the best. It's Phoenix minus five, a 225 over under. And you, you get two healthy implied totals here. Atlanta 110 and Phoenix 115. So nice little uh, late two game uh, after our slate too. Um, for the Atlanta Hawks, they're four and five. Okongwu's out. For the four and three Phoenix Suns, Cameron Payne may finally be back. He's uh, probable, but Dario Sarge remains out. Statistically speaking, we've got um, Atlanta 26th in the league in pace. Now, how do you? Are you that slow with Trey Young at the trigger? I'm not sure, yeah. uh, but they are. Phoenix is 10th. They are getting up and down the floor. Uh, and like they similar to last year, a little bit quicker than people realize. Defensively, we may be able to take advantage of some things here. That's where Atlanta struggled and why they're below yeah. 500. They're 25th in the league in defensive efficiency. And Phoenix, who was in the top five all last season, is 15th so they're just mid-level mm. defensively so i think this game has some good diamonds in it what do you got crash yeah so at the top of course you've got trey young who's going to see chris paul's defense so i don't want to go there um my my value play for this game is going to be deandre hunter he's 4500 on fanduel 4100 on DraftKings. phoenix is near the bottom against the small forwards so i do like deandre hunter in this game if Collins is out, I really like Clint Capella, especially on FanDuel. He's only 6,400. Um, Phoenix is, once again, towards the bottom against centers. You know, we've talked about DeAndre Ayton quite a bit this year and how he just doesn't look like the same guy. He doesn't look like he's motivated. Um, I think he's even talked a little bit about how he's frustrated in Phoenix. So 
I think that um, if Collins is out, especially, I want to play Clint Capella. And then on the Phoenix side, my top play, uh, both both Devin Booker and Chris Paul are going to be right up there near the top for me. Chris Paul's 8,100 on FanDuel, 8,400 on DraftKings. He's coming off of uh, back-to-back 50-plus fantasy point games. Atlanta's kind of, you know, near the bottom against guards. So I definitely like Chris Paul and then Devin Booker. Um, Atlanta's allowed the second most fantasy points to shooting guards. So he's 8,300 on FanDuel, 8,500 on DraftKings. And then you could also look at Jay Crowder and Mikel Bridges. Um, Crowder's 4,500 on FanDuel, 4,800 on DraftKings. And then Bridges is 5,100 on FanDuel, 5,400 on DraftKings. Atlanta's 25th against small forwards. So once again, they struggle against small forwards as well as the guards. So the guards and the small forwards uh, for Phoenix and then the bigs for uh, Atlanta is where I'm looking. Yeah, uh, for me, I, I really, my target here is Devin Booker at 8'5". He's only 100 bucks more than Paul. Uh, mm-hmm. They don't defend, like you said, shooting guards well. Uh, it's a home game. They need this game. It should stay close enough that Book gets full run. I think we can see a really sound game from him. Um, I do like both small forwards. I've touted them both, and I think they're underpriced. DeAndre Hunter is criminally underpriced. 4.1K on yeah. DraftKings for him. The way, you know, I get it. He started poorly the first two, three games because he had been out last year with an injury, but he's back to his usage numbers. He's back to his efficiency rating. And at 4.1, mm-hmm. it just seems like too cheap to me. Mikhail Bridges is 5-4 on the other side, which isn't bad. Um, I do respect both of those guys' defense, but uh, you know, they're they're playing at a higher level, both of them um, yeah. offensively. So going to consider uh, that duo. Um, Trey Young, again, you know, 9-7 is quite a bit uh, like uh, with with definitely Chris Paul D and, and maybe uh, with campaign coming back, he can be an irritant defensively as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, not looking at the bigs on either side, Capella and Aiden. Like you said, you know, Aiton, I think Aiton's problem is very simple. He was the only guy that was due for his rookie upgrade contract, and and they couldn't come to an agreement. So I think that's what is ultimately bothering him and why he's frustrated. Now, he did throw a 21-20 and game or some stupidity up last last Mm -hmm. week, but I guess he's okay in a GPP, but Clint Capella defense is tough. So I really don't think you have to go there. Collins, you never know what you're going to get. He's been dinged mm-hmm. a little bit. So for me, really, it's you know, it's probably Hunter on the Atlanta side and a Booker Bridges uh, matchup. As far as the bench guys go, uh, just not enough minutes or usage really for me to mention any of these guys, uh, even on a five-game slate. Yeah. All right, we go to the final game. It happens to be my favorite game of the night. It's 10 mm-hmm. Eastern. It is Portland minus four and a half, 219 and a half over under, 107.5 implied for LA, and a really nice second highest on the board, 112 implied for Portland. So, very interesting here. We know LeBron is out. So, uh, you know, that brings a few things into play here that we can talk about. But as far as the injuries, uh, Portland zero injuries, which is. Very uh, unusual. Hmm. Here's the deal with LA. 
Anthony Davis questionable. I, I'm not sure that's the case, to be honest with you. I will yeah. say this, though. Portland is on a second night of a back-to-back. So they're the only other team involved in a back-to-back. So that is a little interesting there. But Davis, we need the news on, of course. And you can mm-hmm. certainly plan for it and plug in, uh, you know, if you, if you want a late swap. But Ariza, Horton Tucker, LeBron James, and then none remain out. So uh, where is all of that going to go? I guess, you know, it's Russ, but we'll we'll touch on that a little bit more. As far as pace goes, this, this is what makes this game exciting to me. Lakers are second fastest, so Russ does affect speed yeah. and pace of a game. Portland sure. is 16th, um, but they have been speeding up a bit. Neither team is tearing anything up defensively. Lakers a little bit below league, um, uh, in the middle of the league number at 16, and Mm -hmm. Portland all the way down to 24. So this game looks juicy to me, Josh. What do you got? Yeah, I definitely definitely like um, quite a few plays in this game, starting with, like you mentioned, Russell Westbrook, 9,600 on FanDuel. He's 10-9 on DraftKings. I don't know if if I would rather play him or Luca. You know that that would probably be the decision there at that price point. And right. then um, Carmelo Anthony, you know, with LeBron out, he's he's been playing really well. He's only fifty eight hundred on DraftKings, so I really like that price there. Plus, this is a little bit of a revenge game for him, and we've seen him have some pretty big games against teams that he used to play for already. You know, in his career several times. So, um, right. I do like Carmelo Anthony. Anthony Davis, another big payup play here. 10-6 on FanDuel, 10-5 on DraftKings. He's averaged about 47 DraftKings points against um, Portland in his career. And, um, you know, was just around that or a little bit above that last year against them. So I would expect him to put up, you know, near 50 uh, again tonight, especially with LeBron being out. And on the Portland side, um, Damian Lillard is standing out to me. He's 8,600 on FanDuel. He's 9,400 on DraftKings. He's averaged about 52. um, Last year, he averaged about 52 DraftKings points against the Lakers per game in three games. And so I do like him. I also like CJ McCollum. He's only 7,900 on DraftKings. That feels like a little bit of a bargain because of how he's been playing this year. And then um, for some value plays, you could look at Norman Powell. He's 4,800 on DraftKings. He's 6,100 on FanDuel, so that's a pretty big increase there. And then um, Robert Covington, 4,300 on FanDuel, 4,100 on DraftKings. So those would be my my top plays for each team. Yeah, for me, it's it's pretty simple. I think, you know, if Davis sits, then Russell Westbrook becomes the play of the night. I think he's a must. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I expect Davis, I think, will play. Um, yeah. And if, if Davis does play, then, it, you know, that – flips for me from Russ to Davis. Um, But I I do want to have exposure to one of those two guys because really the the rest of the group, yes, Carmelo's come in and given them great offensive punch, but listen to the the rest of the guys they're expecting to win with, with with LeBron out. Avery Bradley, Kent Bazemore, DeAndre Jordan, Austin Reeves, Malik Monk, Mm -hmm. Rajon Rondo. Those guys can't score enough buckets for one one player like a Westbrook or all combined so you know you come down to this usage factor I mean it's it's all about LeBron Westbrook and Davis we know that but with one of them out 
man, it's, I mean, you almost have to play one of these guys. So mm-hmm. we need that news. I'm going to set up my lineup so that if I do have to late swap, I'll put initially put Anthony Davis in there, but I'm going to set it up. So if I have to late swap and go to Westbrook instead of Davis, I'll be able to do a, a two, two man swap in the 10, 10, 30 game set. So yeah. I'm hoping we'll have uh, Anthony Davis news before that 10, 10 o'clock uh, other game. So, you know, if we have Atlanta, Phoenix, Lakers, Portland, we have the, the lineups and then we should be fine. So, you know, Carmelo, I can consider it five eight, but he's he's starting to inch up to where I'm not as excited about him. Mm-hmm. Um, I would not start any of those other Lakers if you told me I could roster him for free. So sorry. I get that. Yeah, yeah. And as far as the the uh, Portland side, I think Avery Bradley plays against Damian Lillard, and Bradley can still mm. defend. And at nine four, it. it just enough to get me off of him to go to CJ McCollum. The fact that CJ is sub 8K, he's at 7-9, he's probably going to get some Russ Westbrook defense, which isn't good. And I, I just think CJ's a, a better play here. Um, makes perfect sense. The other guy that I really like a lot is Norman Powell. The fact that he's under 5K, he's mm-hmm. a guy that doesn't really leave the the stat sheet empty. He'll get rebounds. He'll get a block. He'll get a couple steals. So, you know, he's getting better. He missed the first part of preseason in the season. So I think it's sub 5k. He's a really, really good buy. Um, so definitely want, you know, could, could be a, a two, two here. I could have four of my guys from this game. I think it's, it's more of a, a, a game that'll be hotly contested. And I expect the the main players to get big minutes. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. And uh, I don't know if I mentioned this or not, but the Lakers have allowed the third most fantasy points to point guards this year. So that's that's another thing I was looking at with Damian. But if he's going to see Avery Bradley, see, I was thinking just the opposite. I was thinking the Lord might see Russell Westbrook defense, and that's why I was really leaning towards him. But I could flip that if, if it's going to be reversed, you know, if you think it's going to be the opposite of that. I would think that that's the case. I'll, I'll, you know, let's follow a bunch of coach speak and and beat writer mm-hmm. stuff. See if we can get those matchups. But, you know, looking back, I believe Bradley's going to probably check Lillard. Uh, but we'll see. We got to yeah. get confirmation on the lineups. Everything shuffles without Davis in the middle if he's not going to play. But I'm mm-hmm. expecting him to play. Yeah, I agree. All right, excellent, my man. Um, Anything else that you want to close with or say? Um, well, I am excited now that we've put uh, MLB behind us, you know, to focus more on on basketball. I've been digging a little bit deeper into the stats and researching a little bit heavier. So I think it, uh, that's going to be productive and successful for us. Outstanding. Well, we're excited about it here. We're on a run. We're going to keep that 300 streak alive. So, Thank you so much for listening in for my partner in crime here, Mr. Josh Crash Davis and the entire DFS Coach Talk team. I am Joe Sarvati. You have a great NBA day today and let's crush it on this NBA main slate.